Part One of Creative Mind. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Kirk Ziegler, Ogden, Utah. Voiceovers by Kirk.com. Creative Mind by Ernest Shirtliff Holmes. Part One. Introduction the hand of eternal progress is brushing the cobwebs from the corridors of time and is again revealing to the human race the mysteries of being as there is nothing new under the sun the searchlight of truth is bringing to light only what has been known to the few in all generations the time is now come when the few must become the many the whole world from the least to the greatest must know the truth so that man may understand the great laws that govern his life he must learn to control his own destiny to heal his own body and bring happiness to his own soul ignorance must vanish and understanding must be ushered in man is no longer to be governed by anything outside himself creeds doctrines churches institutions organizations governments are all being changed to give place to the realization of the individual there is a power in and through all that is working this great transformation all that will not measure up to the standard must fall by its own weight all that is in line with the truth must still prosper the time is at hand we are in the greatest age of all history we are in the age of the unifying of all people and all things into the ever-present one the temple not made with hands is now being silently builded by the emancipated souls of this planet this little book is an attempt to explain what each soul must discover for himself that he stands in the midst of an eternal creative power which presses itself around his own thought and casts back to him glorified all that he thinks if it awakens within the consciousness of one single individual the realization that the mind of the universe which is the only mind that there is is his own mind that the creative power of this mind is his also that the manifestation of this mind is his own individuality that the love and power and peace of this mind is within himself it will not be written in vain may it then do much in simplifying and bringing to light some of the deeper mysteries and meanings of life ernest shirtliff holmes october first nineteen eighteen in the beginning in the beginning god clear and expressive are these words in the beginning god only no manifest universe no system of planets nothing of form or life of brute or man god was the spirit of all that was to be but he had not yet moved upon the waters then this all-being moved or began to create where did spirit move upon what did it move to create where did it get a pattern what means or power did it employ through what agencies did it work in short what is the world ourselves included made out of and how did we and all else come into being these questions correctly answered would solve the problem of being and set men free let us consider the spirit was all there was nothing else but itself all-inclusive everywhere infinite this all-spirit could not have had the impulse to move unless it were self-conscious therefore the spirit is the power that knows itself 
it is accordingly all-knowing as well as all-present being one undivided whatever it knows it knows all over instantly we find then that the spirit operates through self-knowing it moves and that inner movement must be one of infinite power moving upon itself since it is all and with a definite purpose the spirit then moves upon itself and makes out of itself all that is made in other words what we see comes from what we do not see through some inner intelligence at work which knows there is no power but itself the things that are seen are not made of the things that do appear the only possible operation of intelligence is thought or the word so all things were made by the word and without the word was not anything made that hath been made how simple the process of creation when we understand it the spirit speaks and since there is nothing but the spirit and it is all power it has only to speak and it is done the word was with god and the word was god from the word then comes forth all that appears each life human or divine each manifestation is a different kind of word coming into expression the great fact to dwell upon is that spirit needs nothing to help it it is self-conscious and has all power and all ability to do whatever it wishes to accomplish it operates simply by speaking it is hard to get a clear concept of this great ceaseless cause this something from which all things come at times we get into a maze of confusion when we attempt to realize what the spirit means it is then that we should think of it as the great reason behind everything being all knowledge it must know itself and must know everything it creates so it knows us and it knows everyone since it is all presence we can contact anywhere and will never have to go to some particular spot to find it as it is all-knowing and operates through the power of the word it knows everything we think just how it creates we cannot know and need not attempt to understand for whatever this process of creation is we find it is always an inner thought process we should keep this in mind the spirit makes all things out of itself everything comes into being without effort and when we exert ourselves we are not in accord with the creative spirit in the way in which it works the impulse of the spirit to move must be caused by a desire to express what it feels itself to be beauty form color life love and power all things else we find in the manifest universe are attributes of the spirit and are caused to spring into being through the word because the spirit wants to enjoy itself we find then that the word which is the inner activity of thought comes first in the creative series and all else comes from the effect of the word operating upon a universal substance if the word precedes all else then the word is what we are looking for and when we get it we shall have what the world has sought from time immemorial we must if we wish to prove the power of the spirit in our lives look not to outside things or effects but to the word alone the human eye sees and the human hand touches only that which is an effect unseen law controls everything but this law is also an effect law did not make itself the law is not intelligence or causation 
Before there can be a law, there must be something that acts, and the law is the way it acts. It is intelligence. In the beginning was the word. This word, or the activity of the spirit, is the cause of the law, and the law in its place is the cause of the thing, and the thing is always an effect. That is, it did not make itself. It is a result. The word always comes first in the creative series. The word was with God, and the word was God, and the word still is God. When we realize that man is like God, and he could not be otherwise, being made out of God, we realize that his word also has power. If there is but one mind, then it follows that our word, our thought, is the activity of that one mind in our consciousness. The power that holds the planets in their place is the same power that flows through man. We must place the word where it belongs, whether it is the word of God in the universe or the word of man in the individual. It is always first, before all else, in the beginning. The real sequence is this. Cause, spirit, intelligence, God, the word, the activity of intelligence, the effect, or the visible thing, whether it is a planet or a peanut. All are made out of the same thing. What we need to do is learn how to use the word so that all will come to see that they are creative centers within themselves. A Principle That Can Be Proven Knowing that mind is, we have a principle that is absolute. It is exact. It is going to correspond with our thinking about it. The first great necessity is to believe this. Without belief we can do nothing. This is the reason Jesus said, It is done unto you even as you have believed. Always it is done unto people as they believe. And there is something that does it which never fails. We must believe that our word is formed upon and around this creative mind. For instance, we wish to create activity in our business. We believe that our word is law about that thing, and there is something that takes our thought and executes it for us. If we have accepted the fact that all is mind and that the thought is the thing, we shall see at once that our word is the power behind the thing, and that it depends upon the word or thought that we are sending out. So plastic is mind, so receptive, that the slightest thought makes an impression upon it. People who think many kinds of thought must expect to receive a confused manifestation in their lives. If a gardener plants a thousand kinds of seeds, he will get a thousand kinds of plants. It is the same in mind. The Word Going Forth Since this is true, everything depends upon our mental concepts. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. The Bible reiterates this statement, telling us many times of the creative power of thought. Jesus taught nothing else. He said, The words which I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. The centurion coming to Jesus recognized the power of the words spoken by the latter. He said, I also am one in authority. But his authority was on the physical plane, and he saw that Jesus had authority on a spiritual plane. For he said, Speak the word only. The Bible also tells us that the word is not afar off, but in our own mouth. It is neither here nor there. It is within every living soul. We must take responsibility for our own lives. 
we must awake to the fact that they have absolute control over their lives and that nothing can happen by chance then they will have a broader concept of god a greater tolerance for their neighbor and a greater realization of their own divine nature what a relief from strenuous labor no more struggle or strife be still and know that i am god and beside me there is none other the spirit being all there is we cannot conceive of anything that can hinder its working when the spirit has spoken the word becomes law for before law is the word it precedes all else first is absolute intelligence all power all presence all causation then the movement upon itself through the power of the word then the word becoming law the law producing the thing and holding it in place so long as the word exists the thing will exist for since the word is all power there is nothing beside it i am that i am and beside me there is none other this i am is spirit god all there is no physical explanation for anything in the universe all causation is spirit and effect spiritual we are not living in a physical world but in a spiritual world peopled with spiritual ideas we are now living in spirit god or spirit governs the universe through great mental laws that work out the divine will and purpose always operating from intelligence this intelligence is so vast and the power so great that our human minds cannot even grasp it all that we can hope to do is to learn something of the way in which it works and by harmonizing ourselves with it to so align ourselves with spirit that our lives may be controlled by the great harmony that obtains in all the higher laws of nature but has been very imperfectly manifested in man this brings us to the second point of consideration why and what is man we find in the physical universe that automatic laws govern everything for instance the tree cannot say i will not because of the law that holds it in place it grows without any volition of its own so it is with all nature but when we come to man we find a different manifestation of the spirit a being who can say i choose in all creation man alone is an individual man alone is free and yet man alone wants is sick suffers and is unhappy man marks the earth with ruin why because he has not found his true nature the very thing that should free him and eventually will do so now limits him god could not make an individual without making him able to think and he cannot think without bringing upon himself the results of his thought good or bad this does not mean using two powers but using the one from two standpoints nothing in itself is either good or bad all things exist in the mind as a potentiality mind is eternally acting upon thought continually producing its own images from mind and casting them out into manifestation man must be the outcome of the desire of the spirit to make something which expresses the same life that it feels man is made to be a companion of the infinite but to arrive at this exalted plane of being he must have his freedom and be let alone to discover his own nature to return love to his creator only when he chooses to do so at the doorway then of man's mind this wonderful god has to wait 
behold i stand at the door and knock the opening must be on the part of the individual man lives in a mind that presses in upon him from all sides with infinite possibilities with infinite creative power the divine urge of infinite love crowds itself upon him and awaits his recognition being the image of this power his thought also must be the word or cause it life at the centre of his being is all the power that he will need on the path of his enfoldment all the mind that man has is as much of this infinite mind as he allows to flow through him we have often thought of god as far off and of man as being separate from all the good and now we are coming to see that god and man are one and that one is simply awaiting man's recognition that he may spring into being and become to man all that he could wish or want as the father has inherent life in himself so hath he given to the son to have life within himself it could not be otherwise we are all in mind and mind is always creating for us as we think and as we are thinking creatures always thinking our happiness depends upon our thought let us consider the law of our life the law of our lives spirit creates through law the law is always mind in action mind cannot act unless intelligence sets it in motion in the great universal mind man is a center of intelligence and every time he thinks he sets mind into action what is the activity of this mind in relation to man's thought it has to be one of mental correspondence that is mind has to reflect whatever thought it casts into it wonderful as universal mind is it has no choice but to create whatever thought is given it if it could contradict that thought it would not be a unit since this would be recognizing something outside itself this is a point in truth which should not be overlooked the one mind knows only its own ability to make whatever is given it it sees no other power and never analyzes or dissects it simply knows and the reason why people do not understand this is that they have not realized what mind is the ordinary individual thinks of mind only from the limitation of his own environment the concept he has of mind is the concept of his own thinking which is very limited we are surrounded by an all-seeing all-knowing mind which is one and runs through all the belief in the dual mind has destroyed practically all philosophies and religions of the ages and will continue to do so until the world comes to see that there is but one whatever name is given it there is but one it is this one that creates for us whatever we believe our thought operative through this one produces all our affairs we are all centers in this mind centers of creative thought activity there is nothing which appears in the manifest universe other than an objectified thought whether it be a bump on your head a growth on your foot or a planet it could not be there were it not made out of mind for mind is all there is to make anything out of whatever is made is made out of it nothing exists or can exist without a source from which it springs we are not dealing with a negative as well as a positive power not two powers but one a power that sees neither good nor evil as we see it it knows only that it is all and since it is all it creates whatever is given it 
from our limited standpoint we often think of good and evil not realizing that as yet we do not know the one from the other what we call good today we may call evil tomorrow and what we think to be evil today we may tomorrow proclaim as the greatest good we have ever known not so with the universal power of mind it sees only itself and its infinite ability to create to the thinking person this will mean much he will see that he is no longer living in a limited universe a world of powers but that he is immersed in an infinite creative medium which because of its nature has to create for him whatever he believes jesus understood this and in a few simple words laid down the law of life it is done unto all people as they believe this is a great thing to keep in mind it is done unto us we do not have to do it for it is done unto us of a power that knows itself to be all there is could we even believe that some material mountain would be moved the power is there to do it without this belief there is no real impulse for the creative mind and we do not get an affirmative answer we must realize more clearly that this great power has to operate through us man's part creative mind cannot force itself upon us because we have the power of self-choice it recognizes us when we recognize it when we think that we are limited or have not been heard it must take that thought and bring it into manifestation for us when we look about us and see nature so beautiful lavish and so limitless when we realize that something some power is behind all and sees to it that plenty obtains everywhere so that in all things manifest there is more than could be used and when on the other hand we see man so limited sick and sad and needy we are disposed to ask this question is god good after all does he really care for the people of his creation why am i sick why am i poor little do we realize that the answer is in our own mouths in the creative power of our own thought the average person when told the truth will still seek some other way god has already done for us in a mechanical way all that he can do and having been given the ability we will have to do for ourselves the rest yet the great power is always near ready at any time to help but we must use it according to its own nature in harmony with its laws man should learn that he himself is the center of this divine activity realizing this he must seek more and more to utilize his own divine nature and by doing so he will become more fully under the protection of the great laws that govern all life manifest and unmanifest whatever man is he must find that because he is made out of god he must be of the same nature this infinite one cannot know anything outside of itself anything that would be a contradiction of its divine nature man's ignorance of his real nature binds him with his own freedom until he comes to see things as they really are and not as they appear to be in the infinity of mind which is the principle of all metaphysics and of all life there is nothing but mind and that which mind does that is all there is in the universe that is all there ever was or ever will be this mind is acted upon by our thought and so our thought becomes the law of our lives it is just as much as a law in our individual lives as god's thought is in the larger life of the universe for the sake of clearness 
think of yourself as in this mind think of yourself as a center in it that is your principle you think and mind produces the thing one of the big points to remember is that we do not have to create all that we have to do is think mind the only mind that there is creates few people seem to understand the nature of the law and so think that they have got to do something even if it is only holding a thought thinking or knowing is what does the thing it will make it easier for us when we realize that we do not have to make anything just to know that there is something back of the knowing which does the work for us that person gets the best result who realizes that he can use this divine principle he who can get the clearest concept of his idea and who can rely on mind to do for him keeping everything out of his thought that would contradict the supremacy of spirit or mind by simply holding a thought we could not make anything but knowing in mind what can we not do bondage and freedom never get away from the fact that you are surrounded by such a power it is the principle of demonstration it knows every thought as we send forth our thought into it it does unto us the person who is ignorant of this law must by that ignorance be bound by his thought by his human beliefs one who understands will begin to break these ties that bind him one by one he will destroy every negative thought until at last he is able to think what he wants to think and so he frees himself by the use of the same power that at one time bound him we must destroy all thought that we would not see manifest and hold to that which we would see until we receive the affirmative answer never struggle mind makes things out of itself there is no effort made don't think that there is so much to be overcome have only a calm sense of perfect peace as you realize that god is all and that you are using the perfect law and that nothing can hinder it from working for you many people are learning to do this and no one has yet failed to demonstrate who has been steadfast using the law in a consistent and persistent trust all that we have to do is to provide the right mental and spiritual attitude of mind and then believe that we already have and the reward will be with us we shall see it the time will come when we will not have to demonstrate at all because we will always be living so near to the law that it will do all for us without much conscious thought on our part so when you say i am poor sick or weak i am not one with the creative mind you are using that creative power to keep yourself away from the infinite and just as soon as you declare that you are one with god there is a rushing out to meet you as the father rushed out to meet the prodigal son the spirit seeketh but as long as your mind thinks in the terms of conditions you cannot overcome the difficulty comes from our inability to see our own divine nature and its relation to the universe until we awake to the fact that we are one in nature with god we will not find the way of life until we realize that our own word has the power of life we will not see the way of life and this brings us to the consideration of the use of the word in our lives the word the word was with god and the word was god the word is nigh thee even in thy own mouth that thou shouldst know it and do it what does this mean it clearly states that whatever power there is in the word and it says it is all power 
is also in our own mouths there's no avoiding the fact that the bible claims for man the same power in his own life and his own world that it claims for god in the lives of the majority men do not realize that the word is in their own mouths what word little do we realize that this word which they are so earnestly seeking is every word they hear think or speak do we who are endeavoring to realize the greater truths of life always govern our words if any word has power it follows that all words have power it is not in the few moments of spiritual meditation that we demonstrate but we bring out the possibilities of the hidden word when we are allowing our thoughts to run in any direction not in the short time spent in silence but in the long hours stretching themselves into days months and years are we always using the word an hour a day spent in silent meditation will not save us from the confusion of life the fifty-one per cent of man's thinking is what counts it is easy when we are alone to brave the storms of life surrounded by our own exalted atmosphere we feel the strength of the infinite we rise in spirit we think we are experiencing the ultimate of truth that all things are ours these moments in a busy life are well spent but must be unavoidably brief but what of the rest of the day what of the busy street of the marketplace and of all the daily contact with life do we then obtain do we keep on in the same even way or do we fall before the outer confusion of our surroundings are we still creating the word and setting it afloat in the great ethers of life are these words creating for us yes how necessary then to keep the independence of the solitude how seldom we do this god sent an angel to speak to me a word he was fain i hear and the angel brought the message and whispered it in my ear god knew i needed the word he sent i had lost the zest of fight and the right was all but beaten and wrong it was all but right simple the word that he sent me but it soothed a spirit raw with the pain of too much striving twas love fulfills the law few people indeed in the day in which we live are well poised where do we find the man who can live above his surroundings who in his own thought can dominate all conditions and in the midst of the crowd keep his own even way and his own counsel when we do meet such a person we will know him for we will find on his face the image of perfect peace we shall detect in his bearing the ease and independence that comes only to the man who has found himself and who is centered not in the outer but in the inner world such a character as this has the power to attract to himself all of the best in the world he is a center toward which all else must gravitate the atmosphere which he creates and with which he surrounds himself is one of absolute calm and peace the world at once sees in this man a master and gladly sits at his feet and yet this man who has risen above the thought of the world cares not that other people should sit at his feet he knows that what he has done all may do and he well knows that all the teaching in the world will not produce another such as he he knows that it is not from the teaching but from the being that true greatness springs so this man does not go around teaching or preaching he simply is the man who has arrived 
the man who has arrived will realize he has done so in the midst of an outer confusion he will be the one who has gone into the silence for strength and has come out into the world equipped with power from on high but that light which he has received must be kept burning not alone in silence but in the busy throng must all of us find the way of life our every thought creates for the majority of us these thoughts come in everyday affairs some of which are very trivial but these two will be demonstrated we have missed the whole point unless we have learned so to control our thought that time and place make no difference the power we have within us we have within us a power that is greater than anything that we shall ever contact in the outer a power that can overcome every obstacle in our life and set us safe satisfied and at peace healed and prosperous in a new light and in a new life mind all mind is right here it is god's mind god's creative power god's creative life we have as much of this power to use in our daily life as we can believe in and embody the storehouse of nature is filled with infinite good awaiting the touch of our awakened thought to spring forth into manifestation in our life but the awakening must be on our part and not on the side of life we stand at the gateway of limitless opportunity in the eternal and changeless now now is the day in which to begin the new life that is to lift us up to the greater expression of all that is wonderful the word that we speak is the law of our life and nothing hinders but ourselves we have through ignorance of our real nature misused the power of our word and behold what it has brought upon us the very thing that we feared but now it shall produce a new thing a new heaven and a new earth individual ideas we find that in the universe every separate idea has a word a mental concept behind it and as long as that word remains the thing is held in place in the visible world when the concept is withdrawn the idea in the visible melts away disappears it ceases to vibrate to the word which is the law behind it for when the word is withdrawn the condensation of the ether that forms the word melts again into the formless there was a time when the world was without form and from the word alone all things were made that are made when our word says that there is no longer life in our bodies the life principle withdraws and our bodies return to the substance from which they came here is the great mystery of life that we are able to use this creative word for whatever purpose we may desire and that word becomes the law unto the thing for which it was spoken and so in our lives we might say that without our word was not anything made that was made for we are given the power to sit in the middle of our lives and direct all their activities there is no struggle and no strife necessary all we have to do is to know we must awake and with the glorified consciousness of an emancipated soul use our god-given power the reason for the universe this universe is the reason first of an infinite intelligence which speaks or thinks and as this thought becomes active within itself it creates from itself at the power of its own word the visible universe we are living in a universal activity of mental law 
we are surrounded by a mind which receives every impression of our thought and returns to us just what we think every man then is living in a world made for him from the activity of his thought it is a self-evident proposition that mind must create out of itself and this self being limitless it follows that its creative power is without limit mind in action everything that we see is the result of mind in action we all have a body and we have what is called a physical environment we could have neither if it were not for mind the law implanted within us is that we need nothing except ourselves and this all-wise creative mind to make anything and that just so far as we depend upon any condition past present or future or upon any individual we are creating chaos because we are dealing with conditions and not with causes every living soul is a law unto himself but of this great truth few people are conscious it seems difficult for the race which feels itself to be so limited to comprehend the fact that there is a power that makes things directly out of itself by simply becoming the thing that it makes and that it does this by self-knowing but we will not demonstrate until we see at least some of this the greatest truth about life we should realize that we are dealing with the principle that is scientifically correct it will never fail us at any time but is eternally present we can approach the infinite mind with a depth of thought and understanding knowing that it will respond knowing that we are dealing with reality jesus who saw this very clearly laid down the whole law of life in a few simple words it is done unto you as you believe we do not have to do it it is done unto us it is done by a power that is all could we believe that a material mountain would be moved it would be done unto us but unless we do believe there is no impulse for the creative power and we do not receive life externalizes at the level of our thought action and reaction there is something that casts back at us every thought that we think vengeance is mine i will repay saith the lord it is a statement of eternal truth and correspondences against which nothing can stand and whatever man sets in motion in mind will be returned to him even as he has conceived within himself and brought forth into manifestation if we wish to transcend old thoughts we must rise above them and think higher things we are dealing with the law of cause and effect and it is absolute it receives the slightest as well as the greatest thought and at once begins to act upon it and sometimes even when we know this we are surprised at the rapidity with which it works if we have been misusing this law we need not fail all that we have to do is to turn from the old way and begin in the new we will soon work up out of the old law into the new which is being established for us when we desire only the good the evil slips from us and returns no more arriving at a high consciousness the best way to arrive at the highest consciousness is to have a great faith in the willingness and the ability of life to do all for us by working through us we must believe in the inherent goodness and all-powerfulness of the spirit of truth and so every path leads us back to the one point and we must learn to realize the near presence the great reality there through the door of our own thought 
we enter into the universal consciousness into a complete realization of life and truth of love and beauty and as we sit in the silence of our own souls and listen it will be the greatest thing that we will ever do in that completeness we are not lost and yet we are found this is what is meant that a man must lose his life in order to find it we are lost to the human and found in the divine we realize that we are one with the cause other suggestions nearly all people are controlled by outer suggestions and not by inner realizations ordinarily man thinks only what he sees others do and hears others say we must all learn so to control the inner life that outside things do not make an impression upon our mentalities as we are thinking beings and cannot help thinking we cannot avoid making things happen to us and what we need to do is so to control our thought process that our thinking will not depart from the realization of that which is perfect man is governed by a mind which casts back to him every thought he thinks he cannot escape from this and need not try it would be useless the laws of the mind are simple and easy to understand the trouble with us has been that we have laid down great obstructions and then have tried to overcome them stop trying stop struggling begin to be calm to trust in the higher laws of life even though you do not see them they are still there did you ever see the law that causes a plant to grow of course you did not and yet you believe in this hidden law of growth why do you believe simply because every year out of the seed time comes a harvest shall we not have as great faith in the highest laws of being to those souls who have dared to believe has come as definite an answer as came to those who believed in receiving a harvest from the planted seed this law is and if we would see results we must use it that is we must provide the mental receptivity that will prepare us to accept the gift when the spirit makes it this receiving is a mental process a process in which we lose all sense of limitation if you wish to demonstrate prosperity begin to think and talk about it and to see it everywhere do nothing that contradicts this thought either mentally or physically the world is full of good take it and forget all else rise above depression and be glad you are saved from adversity the human mind needs to be cleansed from the morbid thoughts that bind through its false beliefs no living soul can demonstrate two things at the same time if one contradicts the other there is no way except to let go of all that you do not wish to come into your experience and in mind take all that you do wish see hear talk about and read only what you wish and never again let a negative thought come into your mind god knows good only and when we are in line with good he knows us when we are out of harmony with good we say god has forgotten us on the one hand we have an infinite intelligence which has brought us up to where we are today and having done all that it can for us now lets us alone to discover our own nature on the other hand we have the infinite law which is an activity of god and we can use it for what we will only with this provision that in so far as we use it for the good of all are we protected the law obtains through all nature that as a man sows so must he reap now the father has brought us to where we can understand life 
and we must go as we choose if we are in harmony with the great forward movement of the spirit there is nothing that can hinder our advancement if we oppose it somewhere along our pathway it will crush us as with individuals so with nations in so far as they work with the right spirit they prosper when they begin to fail in the use of this law they begin to fall he who understands will take the position of one who wishes to work in union with the power of good and to such a one will come all the power that he can conceive of and believe in his word becomes an expression as the very word of god and he must realize it to be all-powerful so the one who is truly united with good will wish to express only the truth for all and in doing so he is working along the lines of the enfoldment of the spirit and though he may seem to fail from the ordinary standpoint yet his success is assured for he is at one with the only ultimate power before which in time all else must fall end of part one